What up, my little querios? It's your boy, Chris. <laughs> and it's Trent. <laughs> All right, and this is a uh, very special episode of Mask for... Mask. <laughs> that was a British accent. You, I know, it was beautiful. I got that. Or and British I, adjacent. I got a little, like, I, Pierce Brosnan in there. I loved it. I can still recall... <laughs> Okay, I'm not saying that again. <laughs> all right, all right. So for this episode, we're trying something a little bit different. I... Trent's going to bottom this time. <laughs> That's not different. <laughs> That's like... You're half. right, you're right. Trent's going to fist this time. Oh, <laughs> we're not at Folsom yet. Calm down. <laughs> Re- calm Bring down. it in. Reel it in. So, yes, for this episode, we're going to introduce a little segment, interview style, a little, like... A, no, a new treat to the to the season. Yeah, like a little, like, hookup moment, <laughs> bonus... Con- I don't know. No, it's I cute. like a hookup moment. It's, it's a hookup really moment for our Aquarius. We're developing a lot for our <laughs> brand. I'm it's, loving that. It's evolving. It's a little hookup moment. Yes, I a little that. hookup moment mm-hmm. that I want to call Queeros. So, Queer Heroes. Queeros. So, these folks I've been connecting, I mean, we've been connecting with on Instagram, on like our Web, email, website, like, email, whatever. So it's people, crazy because of the fault. Like yeah. they follow us, and okay. then like we've we look at their accounts, yeah. and we see that they're doing, and they really are these cool amazing things. stuff. Like and they're just yeah. in like just their lives and yes. how they and how they embrace mm-hmm. their uh, individuality, and so. It's been really fun, actually. Yeah. Because they, and then like the engagements always, but because like, like I the gala, for example, we ran into two podcasters, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple, and you know it was cool to connect with them. Totally. And, and it was really weird because like <laughs> you, you guys weren't there, obviously, but Trent kept introducing us. Yeah, I was okay. I was a little tipsy. He was he but he was because he's proud and I'm proud yeah. too. But honestly, everyone everyone we talked to that we told them about the podcast was just like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. And then they told us their story. We were yeah. like, we want. Awesome. Yeah, so, uh, like, both, like, Salt Lake-based, we, mm-hmm. you know, we're out of Salt Lake, we have more access to people in Salt Lake. <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, um, but also folks across the nation, across the globe as we grow, like, we just want to tell some really incredible stories. So, this week, we've got a really awesome one. I'm really excited. It was such a special, like, interaction, and I'm so, <laughs> like... I, like, seriously, like, I've gone to brunch with him after, and it's just been such a lovely friendship. But before we get into that... Yes. Before, I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the importance of marching on or, like, speaking out. So we all know, sadly, Pride Month is over. Aw. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> but not in our hearts, right? That's very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, good save, good save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pride Month is never gone. <laughs> And so I just wanted to, like, have a quick chat before we jump into this conversation about, yeah, the importance or or what your thoughts are on how people can or why they should continue to live authentically, to speak out. So what what's kind of going through your head right now? Um, I think the biggest thing was at least whenever when pride happens and when it occurs for me especially it really just reignites that fire in my belly. Yeah. About being uh, a fire supporter. Downstairs. The nice. fire downstairs. Go yeah. Get in that my, in out. my loins. <laughs> my <laughs> bosoms. Yeah. Out. yeah. My bosoms. No, it really it really does like it's like and I, I keep always referencing it, but the HRC gala was really where that happened for me. But yeah. for a lot of people, it happens at the um, parade. For mm-hmm. a lot of people, it happens. 
just in their in, interactions in the with their families. Yeah, like, like it happens so it happens so much and so often. And you see, and what's really great about social media is that you see it like all across you know the nation and the globe. Yeah. And people, I mean, I know people in I follow on Instagram that like went to like New York City, San Francisco, yep. San Diego, like, New, like yeah, all they over like the places to celebrate mm-hmm. different in, prides, different areas, which I was like, you just cool. can't get enough of it, yeah. right? I mean, it's a lot. I mean, like, I'm like, how are you traveling? So yeah, much? I was like, yeah. but it's still, but they can't get enough of it. But I think the reason why I think people should continue to do that even after pride is over is because unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people that aren't able to celebrate pride. And there, some people are actually, they're even unable to even, like, step out of their houses. Yeah. Um, and it's those people that we we continue to fight for. Right. You know, like, we're all out there during Pride, and it's, and it's great for us, and we get to do a lot of amazing things. But it's, it's, a, it's continuing that so the next Pride, we have more people stepping yeah. out, of the, out of their doors and their houses because they feel safe enough to do yeah. so. And... You know, it doesn't seem like that because it keeps the pride keeps getting bigger and bigger all across the world. But unfortunately, that is still the case. And I think that uh, that's like why you have to why you have to keep working at it. And it's not always going to be a party or a parade or Mm -hmm. a club night. It's it's kind of the harder work. It's it's taking time out of your weekends, out of your week weekdays. It's putting in those hours and those efforts to get the point across to some very hard-headed, <sighs> bad people out there yeah. who are trying to who are trying to take rights away from the LGBTQ plus community. It's it's that it's it's that effort and that um, work that needs to be done totally. continually or we or we lose the traction and the momentum. Right. Which is, yeah. Yeah, it's tragic if if we lose that. And, and you know, political climate right now is not mm-hmm. No, and it just keeps cute, getting worse. No, it's but, getting worse and worse. Right. And, not, it can, yeah. and it can feel disheartening. And I don't want to, like, say that it's mandated that. Because it, it's exhausting. Like, oh, you yeah. shouldn't feel like this extra burden to, A, live your truth. B, speak out. Like, this is like if you're able, if you're comfortable, if you feel like you have the privilege to do so. Um, And yeah, I I think you're right. Like, oftentimes it can it can be easy to feel like you're the only one feeling this way or that you don't want to inconvenience people or you don't, whatever your um, like situation might feel like. But at the end of the day, I'll say it time and time again, but like, we need to take up space. Mm -hmm. We deserve a seat at the table, just like everyone else does. And, and the table should be longer. The wall shouldn't be taller. Like we should just continue to make space for folks and invite them in and, and share our stories because often, um, you know, from a personal standpoint, like some of my family members have like reduced some of like the homophobic things they've said because I've come out. Yeah. And if I hadn't done that, like, they're not perfect and they still have a long journey, but that's a step. It's like once they know someone and you're able to show them how beautiful and happy and vibrant being in this community is, it it can make differences. And not just for the people who maybe oppose your view, but for the people who share your view and just aren't out yet. Yeah. Right? Oh, very true. So I think there's, I think the idea behind it especially is you don't, uh, like you don't know who you're going to be yeah. affecting, and it and it may not be in the immediate like change that you 
and the gratification that you feel right out the gate like most because most of the world is instant gratification unfortunately but like some stuff is uh it's a the long-term kind of effects and um, it's the greater good yeah it's it's that bigger picture idea and i think that uh we have to kind of keep that yeah uh, we have to keep that, that in mind which is which is really hard to do yeah. i completely agree with you it's not always like feasible or financially possible for for you to keep that bigger picture in mind and keep keep put, putting forth the effort but yeah. i do think and i uh, i keep mentioning the gala but it, yeah. every, they, they kept saying like every little bit and they meant it mon- mon- in a monetary type of way but i think that also applies time, to time and sharing and, your story mm-hmm. I think showing even up just a little bit yeah showing up especially i think that really does uh turn the dial uh, in our favor so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was so, that really intense? No, Sorry. I loved it. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. I know, like, I'm, like, fresh off of pride. Like, I'm, I like, just said, like, like, fisting, like, five minutes ago, yeah, so I'm, like, fine. SOS. At, like, checks and balances. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, 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 the listeners are like, oh, wait. Wow. They are, wow. Is this, this is, the same Kristen trend? Yeah. We're, like, we're woke as fuck, y'all. Like, <laughs> strap in and strap it on because we're getting serious. Though, <sighs> we like a good balance. We do. We do. Just, like, in all things. So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. In this episode, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be highlighting our first queero. Queero, I love that. Queer song. hero and our little queerios. <laughs> There's just so much queer. I love it. So I had the really great privilege of sitting down with Connell O'Donovan. He is a professional genealogist, a historian, a biographer, and a queer rights activist living in Salt Lake City. And when I first met Connell was actually when I went to a panel at the Utah Pride Center. And it was this group of folks, uh, Senator DeBacchus, Connell was on it. And there's this group of folks who have lived in Salt Lake at some point in their life and, and have been part of the the dialogue in regards of the, the queer history here. And so I, on, you know, on social media, I was like, <laughs> hey, Connell, like, you probably don't remember me, but can I talk to you about your incredible story? And so we focus a little bit on who he is. We focus a little bit on what he does, but we also get some really great moments. One that particularly sticks out to me is when he talks about the very, one of the first pride marches that he planned and, and the experience and the love in the community. In but Utah. In Utah, yeah, in Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, but also the like the hate they were met with. Oh, so yeah. it's it's a pretty intense story. It's, it's an intense story and I think everyone's gonna love it. So yeah, like listen along. Should we get right to <laughs> yeah, it then? All right. Okay, here we go everyone. Here he is, Connell O'Donovan. To get started, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, your kind of your queer story and and what led you to where you're at now? Oh my goodness, that's a lot. Yeah, that's like a, <laughs> maybe like the Reader's Digest or some high-level points even. Well, uh, my name's Connell O'Donovan. I was born in Syracuse, Utah, which is 40 miles north here of Salt Lake. Born into a very Mormon family on my mother's side. My father okay. was a convert and was never really into the LDS church. I I first came out to my mom when I was five and told her oh, okay. <laughs> that I yeah. like boys. Yeah. 
you know. Um, I went into the closet at eight <laughs> when when uh, I, I had a boyfriend and I was oh. being I was we were doing PDA at a rodeo in Texas. Oh wow! <laughs> and my mom was not yeah. happy with that. Not loving me, that moment. She's oh. like, "Do not touch Tommy ever again like that." You know, it's oh. like oh. all I done was we were sitting in the rodeo and I put I laid I laid down and put my head in his lap. Okay, well. cute. <laughs> it was super cute. Yeah, so I was it. I was like eight and he's ten. Yeah. You know? Just like watching the cowboys. Mom was not having oh, any of that. Right. Anyway, uh, and then I, I went on a Mormon mission. Okay. Went to Brazil for two years to teach Mormonism to those yeah. heathen yeah. Catholic oh Afro-Brazilian religionists. Yeah. <laughs> and, really. um, you know, came home. I got married in the LDS temple for okay. a year to a woman. It was not a good marriage, oh. obviously. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I came out of the closet in 1985 on the 4th of July, okay. 1985, Independence yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but I didn't really get involved in the community much until 88. And oh. then, um, the, and well, two things kind of happened around the same time. There was an Anne Frank exhibit touring the country. Okay. And that talked about how many homosexuals had been persecuted right. and incarcerated by the Nazis and how many had been killed yeah. and all that. And when it came to Utah, they had voted to, the local government or whatever had yeah. voted to take that portion out Whoa. because they didn't want school children to learn, you know, about it. Yeah. And, um, and so there was a huge um, a protest. Yeah. At the city county building about that, and I—that was my first activism. Okay. Um, but then also at Westminster College, they did um, the live play of Bent. Okay. Do you know yeah, the, yeah, yeah. about the uh-huh. the two yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gay men yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Nazi concentration yeah, 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 yeah. camp who can't look at each other and they can't touch each other? They're 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 moving piles of rocks from one side of the stage yeah. to the other, and they fall in love yeah. just talking with uh, each other, yeah. you know. And it's just it's a it was so powerful and intense, and the, that's when I was just like. <laughs> Never again. Yeah. You know, I, this is not going to happen under my watch. Yeah, <laughs> so seriously. That's when I became an activist and got really involved in the community, again, what was then the Gay and Lesbian Community Council of Utah. Okay. Which was an astounding organization. Yeah. Because it was so democratic and it was sort of, <laughs> we kind of, we, we jokingly referred to it as the Gay Senate. Yeah. Because we, every group in, in the state got three votes, so three representatives for from every bar, every bookstore, every uh, gay organization, you know, the gay rodeo, the, yeah. whatever, uh, got to send three representatives, three voting oh, representatives. Cool. We met once a month. The, so the, com- the the community council made decisions. Yeah. And, and if you didn't belong to a group, you could pay like $10 a year and oh. have one vote. Okay. So anybody could participate. Yeah. And it was awesome. That sounds really cool. It was cool. <laughs> really a wonder- wonderful way to build, create and sustained community yeah and then uh, you know the and the the pride center well back then it was the Utah Stonewall Center okay was a committee of the community council oh. and that's how that all got started with finding a building and 
and and then that became the Pride Center, et cetera, et cetera. As far as I know, the Pride Festival, the very first one was in 1974, so long before my era. Sure. And it was, that was basically, it was, there was a kegger. Do you know what a kegger yeah, is? Yeah, okay. I don't, they're not legal you... in Utah, but <laughs> I'm, right. from, I'm from Oregon, so oh, I know what right. a kegger is. <laughs> there was a kegger up in Memory Grove, okay. and, and, you know, several hundred people met up there and Fun. and just had a, a, a barbecue festival and yeah. it, you, could, or, you know just to get together kind yeah. of thing that was like a family barbecue right awesome. so that was the first one later on the the pride festivals they were always the first weekend of june yeah where, wherever they were held and they were at different parks all over the valley okay and um I got I, I got really involved in the community council, and then eventually I was asked to serve as chair of the public relations committee. Wow! And I took public relations very broadly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, all right, yeah, relating with the public. I took that as a mandate to start a pride march. Love that. Because <laughs> I was like, well, that's public relations. Yeah, that's, getting, that's visibility. That's totally visibility. <laughs> and uh, so in 1990, I. Uh, you know, I applied for all the permits and talked with the police and talked with the city and paid for everything out of my own pocket and wow. and you know basically organized the the first Pride March. Right. And this was a march, not a parade. Right. Because it was you know this was a visibility action right. that was extremely political. Right. A little bit militant. Right. Well, that's what the original. Right. Pride March was. <laughs> That's right. Stonewall Inn. They, right. they were riots. And was, they often was, we forget that. It was but. not a celebratory parade no. like we have now. And um, so I organized that. And we started up at the the state capitol. Okay. Um, our route was down Main Street. Right. You used to be able to go through Main Street. Oh, now, okay. now that part of Main <laughs> yeah. Street is blocked Temple off Square. by the yeah. Mormons. <laughs> yeah. Big wall. Yeah. But we marched past the, the temple heading south and then hung a ride on South Temple. Had he, we, we were end, we were ending up at uh, Symphony Hall. Yeah, there's a kind of a berm area uh, just north of the Symphony, or excuse me, south of the Symphony Hall, um, and that's where we were headed. When we got past the south gate of Temple Square. That was a station where two or three carriages for tourists, you know, horsemen yeah. with carriages yeah. that would carry in these cute little romantic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quaint, quaint old carriages. Could, yeah. You know, they drive people around town. Once we hit that, you know, here's a, 250 people with big banners and we're all screaming and chanting. Right. The horses went crazy. <laughs> and the, the, the police had forgotten yeah. <laughs> that, that they were there, you know. Yeah. And so we had, we were supposed to kind of stay on the north lane and and the sidewalk as we marched, but we had to divert into the south lane. To move to go around the horses as much as we could, and you know, so and I'm there with my bullhorn going, go, go, go away, don't shut, shut, be quiet, yeah, you know, you, 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 try not, and then, and then we ended up at the, at the the little amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater there by the Symphony Hall, and I gave a speech, and a few other people gave speeches, and yeah, and then the, the police afterwards said, you know what, next year you can't go by Temple Square <laughs> yeah. like that anymore, so that. 
that so in 1991 when we had 500 people that, wow, that time yeah um we marched just straight down state street okay. from the from the the capital to the city county building yeah. that was the first time any pride event had ever been held there at the city county wow. building uh we get to the city county building and i had gotten a permit for us for for me and the speakers to get up on the steps of city county the city county building yeah. to to then talk out to people right. below us um we get there and there's you know a dozen neo nazis oh with the god. nazi flags chanting kill the the fags thank god for aids zeke heil wow. you know, the whole the whole shebang so i'm standing there with my bullhorn you know going, oh my god oh, if any of them have a gun i'm dead because i'm the one with the bullhorn right, right? <laughs> yeah like but you're... i just kind of so then we had to stop everybody short of that and and i just said you know i well we stopped briefly I, the, the cops were there and i said we have a permit to be on those steps where they're standing i want to be up there and they said sorry they're there first they, they were totally unsympathetic wow. and just like just said i said here's my permit yeah <laughs> i went through all of your stupid i paid money holes, for like, this yeah. you know i paid 50 bucks for me to be standing up there on the steps with my bullhorn and they was like sorry we can't do anything about it they have the wow. right you know and so i just so i went turned to the crowd and said well you know they have the right for to freedom of speech and freedom of assembly you know we should be here but you know whatever so we just turned our the crowd turned their backs to them and i so i and i was facing them right <laughs> with my bullhorn talking right, and, right. and uh at, at that point in 1991 queer nation utah had yeah. already been organized which was this radical group yeah and so and queer nation was nonviolent and had gone through nonviolence training so we asked them to sort of be the guard around <laughs> like the nazis the right to to yeah wow. to, to to practice nonviolence but also to keep them from hurting anybody in the crowd and stuff like that and whoa and it was pretty intense but that sounds really intense <laughs> was like cuz that's where the pride festival now is right uh, is on kind of that same city hall block and then into library square and so at the time like that is like you said a really intense experience what like what happened after that like did you all just kind of rally right there and then kind of dispersed and went your separate ways or what did it look like back then because it was a, a different format it was a different group it was a different time right. a lot of things were different yeah, I mean, we just we went on. It, it was difficult to to shout over them, even with the bullhorn. But right, you know, people. We still gave our talks, and yeah, you know, it, it, we were there probably an hour, and then we left. And I, okay. you know, the, the the cops made sure nobody got hurt or anything. Okay, um, then. The, at the Pride Festival that year, okay. which was, I think, out at Murray Park. Okay, so pretty west and south. Yeah. Um, the uh, and the same group of neo Nazis showed up, and they happened to show up just as Linda Lavin, uh, who, who's a Jewish lesbian wow. singer and you know protester and oh stuff like God. that. She's on stage, <laughs> and Holy. there's and there's you know and there's several 
I would say, you know, 2,000 people kind of in the stage area watching her and off to the side, up kind of through this alley between two buildings at the park there, come the marching the neo-Nazis. Oh. And, you know, I was, and I, I was a part of Queer Nation and I was one of the first to see them. And so I grabbed all the Queer Nation folks and yeah. said, barrier time, you know, yeah. and, uh, and literally hundreds of people from, from, who were watching the show moved, you know, as word spread, yeah. they all came over to, and it got really intense. I was afraid for the Nazis, seriously. Yeah. Cause I mean, cause there were t- maybe 10 of them and there were hundreds and hundreds of us, Wow, you know, and really angry. Yeah. And just like, it was such an intense emotional moment. And, um, you know, but again, Queer Nation formed a half circle around them and stopped them from going any further and stopped everybody behind us from approaching them. One of our <laughs> members of Queer Nation was this lovely woman named Carla, who uh, is wheelchair bound. Yeah. And bless her heart. <laughs> She just, she got right up in their grills. She rolls her her wheelchair right up, and she's bumping into them. Like, she's yeah. clipping them at the knees with yeah. her wheelchair. Oh, my God. And I was like, Carla, stop yeah, like, it. You know, <laughs> back, back like, off. Just get in the barrier. I, I, I know you're angry, and I, like, wow. I know we, we all want to curb stomp these assholes. Literally, but, yeah. But, God. you know, we, if... If it gets on, if the, our fury gets unleashed, we, we could end up seriously hurting or right. killing somebody or right. one of us getting, you know. Right. And so again, I was just like, okay, queer nation, let's use our our nonviolence principles about how how to handle this, and um, and. Uh, I think it was Nancy Perez who was right next to me. She said, she grabbed me and she said, we got to, how do we diffuse this? And I said, you know, I mean, we're, we're pushing all our attention and focus at them. Let's divert it. And she said, oh, let's turn away. So we turned our backs. Okay. On right. you know, on them and kind of refocus to the stage and and then it, well it wasn't really the stage because we were off to the <laughs> okay. side but okay. yeah we're just away <laughs> we were just away from them and and then pretty soon everyone around us turned our backs and then everybody started doing the I love you oh wow sign you know with yeah. the ASL I love you sign yeah. with their hands just up in the air and it, it was I mean really. That was the most powerful experience I've ever had in my life. To feel that unity that we all had. We really came together as a as a community. We were just one voice and it was all about love and, it, and fuck the haters behind us, you know. Um it, w- it was so powerful and everybody was crying. Yeah. You know. I've never felt community that strongly ever ever again but just to have it at that moment was so powerful and it was such a strong message you know that we were doing the right thing you know in the face of such awful hatred and 
stupidity and ignorance, you know, that we had to, that love would overcome, yeah. you know, and uh, eventually the the police and <laughs> security showed up and right. and and got them away because yeah. that was our space at that point. You know, they they could not be there right. legally. They okay. couldn't have the right because of how we had established the festival rules and who could be there and whatever. So they they were escorted away, but you know, I'm glad nobody got hurt. Yeah, and it could, it could have been really horrible, but yeah. instead it ended up being such an affirming powerful experience you know and all of us that were there especially in that front row we'd still look back we all look back to that and go oh my god what a moment in time wow what a what an amazing powerful beautiful thing to have happened yeah that story obviously is really powerful just because it's home here you know Uh, it's in utah um i've never heard that story so thank you for sharing oh sure last question before i get out of your hair um (laughs) then not much left (laughs) your beard my beard there we go there we go um what's something that you would suggest or advice as cliche as that might be like what's something that you would suggest to younger folks or, or someone who's just wanting to get involved with something or start i don't know just like start this personal journey for themselves like what's advice that you give people or, like, I don't know like <laughs> oh my goodness where to begin um, a really important aspect to me is really having a good relationship with yourself having a good strong sense of self esteem uh, self worth self confidence because um, <clears throat> if you're a mess you're not going <laughs> sure. to be able to do much you know, it, it took me a long time. When I came first came out in 85, I was so freaking toxic because of all the shit that I'd gone through. Yeah. And I was a, I was super bitchy. Uh, you know, I and I used my snark yeah. as my my tool of choice, my weapon of choice. Yeah. And I I could verbally cut someone down just, you know, in four words or less. Wow. I'm talking about <laughs> the library being open, you know. Yeah. I, I, I would just read people and just say the most horrible things to their faces and people that I didn't even know. And that was me with all this shit inside that was me. your mask in a way. Well, as my interior and my exterior. Yeah. And, and I basically, I mean, I say it, I feel like I was just puking all over everybody to sure. get all those toxins out. And I, most of what I did back then, I so regret. I really regret how I came out to my my father especially it was on father's day of 1986 you know and i call him up and i say hi dad I'm gay. Happy Father's Day. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, kind okay. of. Not, not, not exactly in those words, <laughs> yeah. but basically. So you know, uh, that's not the way to come out of the closet. You, you know, yeah. uh, and I feel horrible about that. Um, he's a, a jackass, and we haven't spoken since 1993. But uh, you know, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um, so you know, be careful how you come out. Be be really gentle with yourself. Be gentle with other people. Um, when you find a need in the community, step up. Yeah. Don't just go on Facebook and whine about it and bitch about it. Yeah. Step up and be involved. Get yeah. you know. Oh, I wish there were a support group for you know uh, teens of color. Well, form it. Yeah. 
go down to the Pride Center, schedule a time that there, there there's a meeting room available, and tell your friends, hey, I'm starting a, a support group for queers yeah. of color, <laughs> queer youth of color. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But just don't, you, you know, social media <laughs> yeah. these days is, is it's all about how much attention can I get yeah. and how snarky can I be, yeah. and, you know, and I, no, be a part of the solution, yeah. not part of the problem. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Thank you so much. You've been lovely. You have to. I like the uh, stories, and I could just like sit here honestly like every day for the next year. Oh, girl, I've got got hundreds of hours of them, Uh, and I bore my friends with all of them. You know, I can tell every time you go back in my day. I don't know. I think just these types of stories are important, and you have been such a champion Uh, of getting the written version of it, and. I hope more people get the opportunity to hear them from you directly and get to read them from you and and that history continues to be told and discovered. All right, did you all grab your tissues like I did? <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the sweetest guy. I cannot, I, I cannot like explain like what a powerful and special moment that was. Just because Connell just has so many incredible stories, and one of like the very first in regards of like the first Pride March, the first few Pride marches, it's we're yeah. I, I it's well, like words it's, don't do it justice. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that like. To be to be in that under that kind of pressure, yeah, and that kind of hostile situation. It's, yeah. I mean, like it's just kind of like, like I don't I don't have those th- issues. Right. Issues. I don't have those situations. Right now. Right. You know what I mean? Like totally. the city closes <laughs> down like multiple streets for pride. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like they were, they were trailblazers. Yeah, they were trailblazers, and like they started that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think about that and to think about how intense that is right and to diffuse it with love and community and yeah. like uniting together oh I, my gosh like, that part was yeah <laughs> that just like does it oh my gosh it yeah. just like that's again it's it, that that little bit that just like makes me right yeah it just makes you feel like, like share your story yeah. take up space like be present show up like hold each other's hands like express love yeah oh and, exactly like, and the thing is like he was a trailblazer but like and that in like in this situation, but we still are in are in need of trailblazers. Oh, absolutely. For multiple things. Oh, in every direction. Yeah. And like in every capacity. Yeah. And- like there's not there's something out there that and it may sound mystic or weird, but like there's something out there calling to you that you that you especially can contribute to. Totally. And you can be that trailblazer for for people right and for someone or maybe just even one person but like it's figuring that out yeah and this is obviously his yeah and it's just kind of now like our job to figure out right for us. like how are we going to create history mm-hmm. and and connell's still creating history i mean oh, he's yeah. partnering with the utah pride center to tell more of these stories and just increase visibility frankly and yeah. so uh, again really special thank you so much to connell for carving out some time and meeting with me and inviting connell, me. we're getting brunch yeah soon. yeah it's so fun <laughs> since so, i missed this amazing yeah, opportunity yeah. i'm going to force you to go to brunch with me yeah. all right so before we close out this queeros episode we've got 
some things to, to plug. plug. That's right, honey. <laughs> All right. We yeah. cannot leave an episode without a plug used. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, plug. Something plug. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Are you blushing? I'm blushing. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Um, let's see here. Okay, so what is your plug? So I had the lovely opportunity uh, to meet a new friend, Nico Sin. He <laughs> is a poet and he just came out with his very first book i went to his uh uh, reading yeah his book Uh reading and it was so special so i want to plug his book (gasps) it's called my garden by nico sin and it was beautiful and tragic and emotional and vulnerable and it's yeah it's really special and i just want to plug him he's queer like he's fabulous like he's i'm amazing. so lucky that he is a new friend and i can't wait to see his new box hi nico yeah so check Go it out nico. he's on instagram um he's a friend of the podcast so just Go into our friends, type in N-I-C-O, <laughs> yeah. and you'll find him. I don't know your handle, sis. I'm sorry. I think it's, like, just like Nico. Or... We'll tag, we'll tag yeah. you with something. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. That's Cute. what the world of yes. Instagram stories. Yes, Okay, what about you? Um, I, I think I want to plug, uh, like, that whole podcast episode. Honestly, like, the idea of, yes. like, all love and fuck the haters behind you, I think that's, like gonna resonate me with me forever yeah so, i hope i come to your room and it's just like painted on your wall <laughs> fuck the haters behind you i'm just gonna like like start like a t-shirt company yes! that just has it for what different like, colors f t h b y yeah We'll figure that it out. That rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> no, but sorry to discredit. I don't mean to no, devalue that. No, but, but I, 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 uh, I, yeah, I, I want to like. I think there is that. The plug is there's a lot of controversy and a lot of issues happening right now. And you may not be able to say like, fuck you to all of them, but you can love a lot more people yeah. around you. Yeah. And so I think I just encourage you to like, look around and look around, look around. That's yes. what I'm saying. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think that, yeah, looking around and, and people who you can give a little love to and make that yeah. kind of a goal of yours. I think that would be a good one. Like invest your love into places that it can make a real difference yeah especially yeah and it's like nick and be vulnerable with these people i mean with with the people around you that you feel comfortable with nico did that for the reading yeah and i think that although you don't have to have like a whole book like he does but i think that someone could would love to hear your story yeah so oh i love that i I just went all i went all soap on this episode we are cleansed (laughs) from that soap it says we'll just get extra dirty next episode Maybe something about, like, daddies? I don't know. Ooh, I do like a good daddy. Yes. Let me tell you something. Well, talk about a tease. All right. On that note, (laughs) shall we? Bye. (laughs) I don't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant either, but I love it. Okay. Bye.